This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. do have uh, lots of other uh, happenings in the area, including my birthday next uh, week. And we'll find out how that goes. I always go to a restaurant for, a, for my birthday because I love restaurants. I really do. That's that's what underlies all of the things that I do. Uh, is uh, I just think it's a great thing to do is to to be out and hanging out with friends and maybe people you're just meeting, and and trying them out, see how things are. Two six zero six three six eight. Love to hear from you if you uh, like to talk about food or even if you haven't been to a a restaurant in your life, uh, call me up and I'll give you some ideas. 260-6368. Do we have to uh, talk only about food? No, of course not. We're wide open for anything you've got. Because when I, uh, at the break, I yeah. remember talking about um, Muttley. Muttley? So I looked up Muttley because I Muttley. couldn't remember what cartoon he was from. And all I can see, based on the few minutes that I've looked, is that he's part of a video game, which I know is really recent. But I know that he was part of a cartoon whose name I can't remember from way back when. I think it was Nutley. I I can't remember for sure, and it doesn't matter a lot, does it? But uh, Nutley is what I remember. I think it's it's Muttley, M-U-T-T. Well, let's uh, throw this to the crowds. And Dick Dastardly, but I don't remember the name of the cartoon. Two six zero six three six eight is the number, but uh, this is a food show, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, Don, the gourmet waiter. No, you. Run. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's well. Uh, the, here, what? Yeah. The gourmet Don, neighbor. Is he the here? The gourmet neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Yes. I'm getting. So, I'm, I'm so confused. I don't even know who I am. Uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, what the way things go in radio. Welcome to the club. You never Don. know what's going to go on. So let me give you my two cents on waiters. I okay. really think, I really think that you, if you're a good customer, a good waiter finds you. You don't find the waiter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I ha- I have waiters and servers in many many restaurants, and I think. They, I think they appreciate the way if someone dines out on a regular basis and you kind of know what you're doing and you are gracious with your tips, they appreciate you and they, and they seek you out. And it truly does create a different dining experience than if you don't have your own server or regular server. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that's uh... – all, that's so obvious that it almost seems right. stupid, but right. I'm not addressing that to you, but to that guy over there and that guy <laughs> but, over in the distance. But, you know, just to to, uh, to have a, an assortment of visits. Now we've gotten it well, uh, out of here. 
We, we have, a, for, for yeah. instance, this week we have a convention coming in. It's a very yeah. large uh, banking convention. And oh. so I've got tons of people asking me where to go, where to go, where to go. Well, it's there so nice to be able to pick up the phone and say, look, I've got a customer coming in. They need, and I know that they'll be taken care of. I don't have to worry about yeah. anything. It's just done. Yeah. You know? This is this is what we do in this city. This is uh, yeah. we we repair problems and we make uh, make for happy all I've over. I just the place. changed your name. You're now Don the Gourmet Dinner Broker. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll, I'll never I'll never remember that. So we can't we can't do that. Yeah. Any I'll of these would that. apply though, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm always graper. I mean, no. So uh, so let's go back to the duck press. I, yeah. I'm must trying we? to remember. Must we? Yeah. I, I want to say I think the only time I know that, it, that I have been anywhere where a duck press was used, and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, could it have possibly, possibly been Louis XVI? Uh, I, the, the people who lived in that uh, time in history didn't seem to have any. Uh, no, he's talking about Louis XVI, the restaurant, not I, the king. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, you use that, the press. Use the press. You, yeah. Because you I, could, I, 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 I would imagine I think in the time come, of Louis the Sixteenth, the King, they used the press for people, didn't they? It, it, was, it was not a colorful uh, time for for people with heads and uh, hearts and things like that. Well, you know, the great thing about the duck press is when you use it, you're truly using the entire animal. You're not throwing anything away. I mean, you basically, you take the duck, you roast it. Well, traditionally, you would asphyxiate the duck, but that's a whole part I don't want to get into, so we'll leave yeah, that alone. Yeah, not. Thank you. But then you would actually take the duck, you partially roast it, you remove the, you remove the legs, you remove the breasts, you reserve those to finish cooking later, and you literally press everything from the carcass of the duck. So then you have all the collagen, you have the bone marrow, uh, you, have, you do ground the liver, sorry, and then you add that ground liver to that, and then you would add whatever kind of spices you wanted, maybe some wine, maybe some cognac, and what results is a sauce that is unlike anything else. It's, it's just it's fantastic. Did I Sounds bore everyone? Like, uh... Uh, no, no. I, 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 the the concept is fascinating up to the point where it gets to uh, to, to savagely cut living beings in. Um, but but uh, you know that's up to you to worry about. Well, I'm not expecting. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing any of this. I'm just saying that's how it's done. Oh, I'm so happy to hear about that. Well, there's anyway. no room for a duck press in the condo. Oh well, uh, I'm glad we settled that for you too. What, right, what a mess! I, I, I ruined this call. I gotta go. I killed this this call. Oh wait, no, we've had plenty worse than this, buddy. Let me tell you. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed last night. I had it on my calendar, and wait, I, just I have to could ask you a question, Don, before you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a, I've sure. got a few questions for you. Okay, you go first, Tom. Okay, uh, no, the, the, yours is probably better. Fire away. You were not there last night, were you? No, I was invited, but I had another engagement. Otherwise, I absolutely would have been there. I thought I thought I, for sure you might be there. I uh, would have been ba- there. I would have loved to have seen you. Hello? I assume that you might be there. And um, and it's it was it was surprising that you weren't. 
I was surprised I wasn't there, but sometimes I do actually have to work so I can afford to do other things. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> well, sometimes work work gets in the way. Yeah, bummer. You anyway. know, yeah, you do what you got to do. That's right. Well, your your was, boy was, was very well uh, feted and um, and uh, revered. Just so you know. Well. He's a, he's a good man, and uh, he's, he's done a lot for this city, and he's quite proud of uh, both the city and himself, so and the whole state for that matter. So that's a good yes. thing. Yes, and that, was, very, that yeah. was, uh, very clear in everything that was done last night. It was celebrating his uh, ambassadorship of Louisiana across the world. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he's, he's done great things to uh, – Great things to uh, push Louisiana. I mean, you know, all the way from China in and, back. and out so, of the uh, state. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and if we've, we've had a lot of people that do that, but not to his, not to the extent that he does it. Yeah. Anyway. Not to that extent. Well. All right. He all was right, serving this really interesting. Um, it was. It was. Let me get the exact name of it. But it was okay. um, a corn and crab cappuccino. Hmm. And the bowl was filled with popped popcorn. It didn't have any coffee in it, let's say. Before the soup was poured in. It was an interesting presentation. So then everything, so did the popcorn kind of melt into the soup or did it, did it, did the texture remain at all? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that again? I, I said, did the, did the popcorn just like dissolve or did it just get soggy? Did it? What was the texture? All of the above. All of the above. I'm not it sure, was, I'm not uh, sure it, about it, that. It got soggy before dissolving. And what did you think of it? Not in that order. Uh, I thought it was, you know, more uh, more a presentation thing than a taste. Gotcha. You know. I imagine. Did he? Um, did he do the? Uh, I know he was he cooking at all. Was his food there as well? Yes, his his food was there. Yeah, it represented definitely. several ways. Okay. Uh, actually, one of my favorite things um, was a portobello mushroom bisque from mm. the oh, wow. uh, Fulce mm. and Company. He had two. He had probably four things on the menu. Two from each the White Oak Plantation and John Fulce and Company. And the portobello mushroom was from Folsom Company, and it was delicioso. It was really yeah. great. Um, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah, it was it was really good. There was also a soup that he had from Revolution, which was one of my favorites. It was um, I have to read it. Also, it was um, something. It was a Blanquette de veau. Ah, that's a class. A blanquette. It was uh, and Ladies delish. and gentlemen, uh, if you're ever seeing that on the menu, get don't, it. don't get it. Don't get it. it. it now, unless you Wait, really. Wait, don't get it? Yes. In my opinion, it is uh, It is such a one kind of. Uh, I loved it. Did you? Okay, if you loved it, well, for goodness sake, do eat as much of it as you, you can. But it's uh, to me, it just kind of uh, it has this hard to pick out uh, sort of. Uh, it was a soup style. with vegetables and chicken in a light. It wasn't light as mm-hmm. in consistency light. It was light as in color. 
hence the name. Um, and it was, it was, I thought it was good. Well, was really I, good. usually, I'm glad for you, and I hope you enjoy it some more in the future. It, okay. it usually has pieces of veal in it too, doesn't it? Like shoulder meat, <gasps> small pieces. <clears throat> Traditionally, I, traditionally, that's what's in it. Yeah. Uh oh. Sorry to burst uh, your bubble. It, <laughs> <laughs> was there was there you meat? Did. Was there meat in the dish? Was there meat in the dish? I thought it was chicken. <laughs> no, it's, it, it was definitely veal shoulder. Shoulder roast is what that oh, is. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you li- but you liked it. No, but it's but a little you... baby. It's a little baby. Well, like I always, some people oh can't daughter, deal with. Uh... Veal. I can't but do the, the, foie gras. I can't but, do veal. But it's but I, it's, could, but see, I look, I look at it like this: if you don't do it, the animal has already been processed, so it's a waste of the animal. Because whether you eat it or not, it's still there, right? Well, I don't want to talk about this, but I I think that don't you, don't don't you um, process it only if you're doing it, like you know, otherwise it could like walk around and still be a little baby. Well, I right. don't think it would be. Ra- it probably wouldn't be raised then, because there would ne- there'd be no use for it. I, there are these. There are these little. <laughs> there are these precious little baby goats oh, that but, were just born oh, at this place I uh, that I pass every day on the highway, and uh-huh. I just would. I would just go ah every time I passed them, and then they disappeared. You would fail. Wow. Hello? There I is, can. Uh, cabrito. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, baby lamb. Oh, uh, no, baby goat. Uh, goat. Baby goat. goat. Yeah, that is. Uh, well, that is, uh, I, like, I like all of the above. I, my apologies. Nice <laughs> <laughs> person, but a vegetarian. Anyway, I'm, I'm a freak. All what right. can I say? It's okay. All right, guys, have a great evening. Thank you. Broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never anyway, remember thank that. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Take there care. We are. Bye. It's the food show, and here we are with it. And anything on your mind is worthy of being discussed and disgusting, uh, depending on well, how you the, look. Well, the last five or ten minutes has certainly been. Well, it can do that to you. Yes, when you start times. talking about the likes of a duck press. I mean, a duck press yeah. is a gorgeous piece of equipment. Yeah. When it is polished and silver and, and sits there on a it does something that you, you will not be able to execute any other way yes and we're not we don't need to we don't we don't need to revisit what it does actually all right two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to wwl 105.3 fm hd2 we'll take a break now I just think I'll dump right there and uh, keep on going with the food show. Two six zero six three six eight is our sponsor, no, our our phone, and uh, we'd love to hear from you about anything on your mind having to do with uh, dining in, dining out, uh, going to restaurants, doing it at home. All of these uh, coverage areas, we're more than uh, happy to get involved with. And if you want to know anything about uh, you know what, who's making what these days? What's the best place to go to for Baby goat, for example, <laughs> and that's that's what they sound like too. I want to know about Muttley. Muttley. Anybody remember Muttley, the dog in the cartoon? 
and when that was and anything about that cartoon because I think about Muttley every Nutley. time I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, then I laugh again and sound like Muttley all over again. So uh, I'm a little curious uh, for a review on that. I don't have time to look it up while we are doing the show. 2606368 is the number. And all of this uh, uh, comes to be because it associated itself with uh, Chef... Uh, well, not Muttley. Muttley comes to be because no, I've been yeah. sick for a week. Oh, is that it? <laughs> but no, Chef John Fulce is what we've been talking about. Yeah. He was honored last night by the New Orleans Wine and Food Experience, which is cranking up. They've moved their date. They've moved their date so many times yeah. it's hard to keep track, but I think they may have settled on March now. And this kicks off the 2020 version of Nalfi, the Ella Brennan 10th annual Ella Brennan, um, let me see what it's called, the Ella Brennan Lifetime Achievement yeah, in right. Hospitality Award. Award yeah. And last night was the gala, and uh, everyone who we've ever known, I think, in either media or the industry was there last night. It was nice to see Kim Kringley. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I heard he was there, and I never bumped into him, but I, yeah. I bump into him a lot on the North Shore. So yeah, uh, he and his wife were there, and I haven't spoken to his wife since the old Dakota Wine and Feed days, and um, it was uh, very nice to see him. The person there were some people oh, conspicuously me. absent who shall go unnamed, but anyway, uh, go ahead. Well, uh, this is neither unnamed nor need for a name. Uh, but there was one person I was hoping I would see because he's an, a friend going back a long way, and it was uh, Gunter Preuss and his wife, uh, Evelyn, uh, who are – they live in the French Quarter now, but uh, they are natives of uh, Germany. And they ran a five-star restaurant on St. Charles Avenue that I've never given left less than that. Uh, and it well, was great like to see – Well, they're a five-star couple – they were a five-star couple. Of, they're That's sort of Euro-glamorous. Sure. Very much so. Not sort of. They are. They're Euro-glamorous. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And uh, very likable people, and they're funny, too. That's the my favorite part about it. Well, you, could, you could talk to them for about 20 minutes and still get laughs. Well, Gunther is actually officially for seriously, or, or I should say for real seriously retired now. He's, he has? As of this year. Yes. Oh, because he was working with uh, Dickie Brennan Steakhouse and, and doing he a lot he's, of. He's officially, as of this year, 2020, really, truly, promise retired. Well, I'll miss him, uh, and a lot of other people who were there too. So it was a, it's a, a wonderful event, except for maybe the length of time it took to uh, run well, this. Well, there was story. a lot of speaking going on. And then there a was the Native American. Yeah, uh, ritual that, that they did, yeah. and it was uh, you know it was all very interesting, but it, it was a while, yes. But it was it was fun. It was really it, a nice. It was great, and the space nice they used, the, that old, oh, oh, very very modern and uh, very large. Uh, there's that that uh, grand ballroom, the the ballroom at the Ritz at the Ritz Carlton, the Ritz -Carlton yes. and it's really something. Uh, it it could have been. No, no, I had something I was going to tell you, but I can't. No, I'm going to jump back in and Come say in. that last hour we talked about croissants a little bit. It's National Croissant Day. And if you have anything to say about croissants, I can't believe you don't. It's kind of a 
Well, I mean, it's I would say it's kind of a standard item, but really that's yeah. not true. It's only been, I would say, what, in the last 30, 40 maybe, 40 at the absolute outside uh, years that they've been sort of plentiful in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they've been around in Europe for a long time, but I mean, I, I remember not having any idea what of course that doesn't really mean anything but um but croissants were kind of exotic things back 40 years ago am i wrong about that tom no you've got it uh, right there i mean i started seeing croissants in the 80s at a place called chez pierre in kenner and later learned that the reason Vietnamese people had perfect croissants was the French influence when they occupied Vietnam, which of course makes sense, but that's the first time I ever recall seeing a croissant in person. (laughs) I've lived a sheltered life, what can I say? But anyway, now you see them all over the place, and they've gotten much, much better. They're still kind of a hit and miss to me. I'll cut into or just try to pull apart one of these things, and they they just you know become rubbery or something. And I wonder where'd that come from? It can be done with lots of butter. Uh, will do. It will be sort of required. I don't know where you're eating croissants, <clears throat> but hopefully they're not in the supermarket. You know how you see that whole nah, pile I'm, of I'm, supermarket bakery I'm stuff? No, I'm no fan of that. And I just envision whenever I see that someone coming in with a um, like a forklift or an excavator and just mm-hmm. scooping it all up and throwing it away because that's, that's what I think it's worth at that point. But um, croissants that are made at supermarkets and thrown 12 to a package no don't do that if you want a croissant go get a real one at a bakery because there are some really good ones out there who's on hold we have somebody ron the gourmet waiter this is the second of the rons so far today no it's don then ron and then we have six more after that we yes we do have like similar names hello ron it sounds like it's Don and the two Rons. <laughs> uh, do Ron, 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 yeah, do the Ron. Da, 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 da. I, um, I was listening to a show uh, earlier today on Radio.com, which is an app, and your mm-hmm. show is on Radio.com. And I just wanted to say how easy it is because when you click on the icon and Radio.com opens up, it shows you the last show. That you listen to. So when I want to listen to your show, I just click the icon, the app opens up, and there's a play button. And I hit the play button, and it shows me your mm-hmm. show. Wonderful. That's what I do too. Yeah, that's is that the does that have the uh, uh, oh what's the, the the there's a word for that jargon. It's uh, the the stuff that was done earlier that day, and now you get to listen to it again. Podcast. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And, and if you have it on your mm-hmm. internet, there's a little radio. It's a little red radio icon. You just touch it. Yeah, uh, but at, at, for a while there, the engineers seemed to find some incredible uh, deficiency in there being able to get this to come on the air with any kind of reliability. But they seem to have this fixed now. So uh, just Podcaster. stay on. Yes. What's that? 
podcast podcaster up. In other words, okay, that's yeah, the translation. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, I know anyway, that's not what you uh, called about, Ron. So what did you call for? Well, well, Marianne, you always ask me what I've been cooking lately, so I, I called up the show ready to talk. Um, I've been frying pizzas lately. Mm, wait, and what I, what I mean by that is I make a yes, I make a homemade pizza dough. Okay, yeah. usually like one pound of flour, a tablespoon of yeast, a little bit of uh, olive oil, a little salt, a little pepper, and I, uh, I I just get that into a ball and uh, cover it. And about an hour or two later, it's doubled in size. And then normally what you do is you would roll this out, and then you'd put your toppings on it. You'd put the pizza in the oven. But I was at a party the other night where I was the the cook, and everybody was telling me that they wanted a really crispy dough. And one way to do that is to take the dough by itself, rolled out, put it in the oven for about four minutes, and pre-cook it, and then take it out and put the ingredients in it. But I had some oil. So what I did is I took a pan, put it on medium heat, let it get hot for about five minutes, put a little bit of oil in there, and then I took these uh, pizza doughs that I had just rolled out. It's flat, and I just put it right in the hot oil. And in about four, maybe five minutes, if you turn it over, the side that's been cooked is going to be kind of golden brown, kind of like the color of a waffle. And the neat thing was, was when I scooped those out, it was super crispy. So now mm-hmm. you just put your ingredients on it, and then you just put it right in the oven. Ah, well, that sounds perfect. How was it? It's got a, it was awesome. It's got a neat flavor to it. Scott Craig from Katie's has a piece of metal in his oven that he calls the rock. And uh-huh. what he does is when he takes his pizzas out of the oven, a lot of times he'll put them on the rock for a second, which is this flat, thick metal piece in the bottom of the oven because it crisps them up really fast. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm doing, except I'm just doing it stovetop with a little bit of oil to keep it from sticking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, it really works out well. Anything good enough for Scott Craig is good enough for me. Yeah, that's for sure. What class? He really does. Yeah, Everything I he agree. does is perfect. There was in, a, in a, uh, a poor boy we were talking yeah. about a while back. His name was Horst Pfeiffer. Mm, yeah, sure. and I yeah. think he owns that. I think he owned or owns that catfish uh, place. There's Middendorf. one. Middendorf. Yes. Middendorf. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so a friend of mine bought a house in the French Quarter a couple of years ago, and he told me that there was a pizza oven in it. So I went over there and made some pizzas, and as it turned out, that was Horst Pfeiffer's house. Yeah, he had a great yeah. house he, in the quarter. Yeah, so anyway, diagonally so across the street from. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, well, I got his pizza oven up to 700 degrees. Wow. That's what were you burning? He had a, he had a really nice uh, pizza oven. Um, I just uh, I just had some wood in there. I used firewood, mm. but I let it smoke all the way off. I, I cooked it until the, the coals were all red. I didn't want any smoke uh, from any from that firewood getting in the pizza. So we just waited a little while, but they were just red-hot coals, and we slid the pizza right in. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Huh. He had a great house in the French Quarter, a great kitchen in that house. And I continue to marvel when I think that they live out in the boonies now. Well, I don't know. You have all the... Uh, Another Euro glamour couple, although she's American. Yeah, but she, mm-hmm. she has all of this catfish that she can now get you. Yeah. Well, that, anyway. You don't anyway, get better catfish phenomenal, than that. It was that a phenomenal from? pizza oven. I'm going to hang up and listen. Great show as always. Bye. Thanks, Ron. See ya. The Food Show.
We're going to take another break. Uh, Take a break. Sure. Let's do it. We will return with more of the food show in a moment. But first, if you will, this. Water Ranch, and uh, gee, this this uh, show has raced by. We have uh, they all do. They they usually do, but boy, today has has been bringing in all kinds of stuff. Uh, that color. doesn't mean that we uh, are not looking for something else to be added to the conversation. So if you have something, please give us a call, and uh, we'll uh, exchange our thoughts. Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Where were we? We were that, that we would still be looking coming. for Muttley. Muttley. Still looking for what? info about Muttley. Was it a dog or was it something else? The the dog with the raspy throat situation. Oh. Hmm. Yes, I think we have a call. Ron, do we have a caller? Hmm. No, we don't. Okay, I I, I guess maybe well, I'm we'll, hearing the we'll dog. We'll take a call. But anyway, Muttley, I'm still looking for the uh, name of that cartoon and anything you remember about Muttley. I know it's a food show, but um, but I I think I think about Muttley whenever I laugh because I start coughing in that wheezing cough. And then that makes me laugh after I've thought about Muttley, and then I just keep coughing. So mm. I was curious about about Muttley. Anyway, Why we're not? talking about croissants. Got no action on that whatsoever. <laughs> well, it'll happen one of these days. And uh, oh. and mostly about the John Fulce event, which really could mm-hmm. be a show in itself, and looks like it's turning out to be just that because. Uh, that's pretty much all we've talked about. There is well, a lot I don't know. We can, about, we can go backwards a little bit. Uh, they uh, were doing some very good soups there. I think everybody agreed on that. I Although, think it was a little heavy on the soups, honestly. Uh, yeah, in, in terms of, uh, you know, they were kind of beefy. and uh, but it, They had a I, good soup for Muriel's there. A Senegalese, nice. Senegalese um, peanut soup. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be different. And uh, that was next to gumbo zerb, which was next to turtle soup. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of a lot of uh, interesting, very familiar, and then unfamiliar things last night at the John Fulce Award Gala, where he received the Lifetime Achievement Tenth Annual Ella Brennan Award, Lifetime Achievement in Hospitality. And, you know, this is interesting, and I don't know how, how you can work around this exactly, but that was the Ella Brennan Award. Right. And it also was uh, given to someone else as the uh, <laughs> as the uh, recipient. Yeah, uh, all over again. The honoree, and, yes. Yeah, the mm-hmm. honoree. And uh, she was, uh, obviously, she's no longer with us, uh, uh, so that wasn't going to so happen. So she couldn't get it but herself. I, but yeah, I, yeah, I thought, you know, that's that's a little uh, awkward, isn't it? But Not really. Uh, but anyway, T. Martin was there being uh, absolutely and, hilarious on and stage. And her nephew. Uh, who is and the, it was, it was uh, loads of fun. Billy yeah. Nungesser, who turns up at all such things, mm-hmm. was also there. Another big ambassador for the state of Louisiana. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. I am still mortified at uh, raving about the um, what? Let me have to, let me have to look it up. Devoe. What was it? The the soup De- that I liked that I Devoe that you didn't. Oh, Blanquette Devoe. Blanquette oh, Blanquette Devoe. Devoe. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that to me is so bland and so nothing. Uh, but I have shared it at a, a variety of tables over the years, so I can stand it. They but it's not a, my kind of. They thing. did a uh, a thing. Uh, the chef from restaurant August did a sort of a take on my other favorite. I had two. I have two sort of food things. One is a porchetta, which uh-huh. was a which was represented there by uh, Donald Link and Steve Strajewski. And um, the other is fish and chips. And they didn't have fish and chips there, but the chef from Wrong August, country. Well, no, they were representing England as they represented Germany. Uh, with the porchetta, although that's really, I think, I see that in Italy rather than in Germany. They have a lot of pork in Germany, but it's usually served schnitzel style. Anyway, who needs to quibble about details? So they mm-hmm. had uh, Chef Ross uh, Ross Dover, which is almost um, a pun, if you think about it, <laughs> who was there to serve um, something representative of England. It was a fried... And they put a Louisiana twist on it. It was a fried flounder over a salad instead of chips. But that had the longest line, and I never did Mm. get any of that. By the time I made it back to the table when there was no line, the reason there was no line (laughs) was that there was no fish. So uh, I didn't get to sample that. But I did get to have the porchetta, which was my other thing. And it it was good. But uh, I'm, I'm determined to actually get porchetta where i first saw it which was in italy and speaking of italy chef andrea was there he was there and he was making a big big fuss over it and in a happy sort of way he was serving something that i'm not familiar with yeah but it was uh spezzatino spezzatino we'll ask him about that tomorrow when he calls uh spezzatino there's i think this is when I, I, this is the kind of thing that I'd have to listen to more than a couple of times. Yeah, but, that's but, uh, well, and there was also a risotto at that is, table representing Italy. What? There is a, an Italian expression that, if you uh, change the uh, the meaning of it, uh, or just says or say what the meaning of it's uh, a slap against priests. But I think that's a different goofball thing. <laughs> That I, what I'm saying <laughs> I have it. idea what you're talking about. And I think I might I might have to say I don't really want you to go any further, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, we were also talking about croissants earlier today. Yep. Because, honestly, I'm looking at your almanac today, Tom. It's very uh, it's very light, shall we say. Uh, that was a, a, a problem, a, comp- a computer problem today. It'll be, it'll be back in business later. What the croissants or the? Oh no, the croissants! I wish I could bring the croissants just directly to you so you could enjoy them right away. Yes, you do say something funny though about croissants and buttering. Yeah. Buttering croissants, and it's definitely worth mentioning. It's a, it's an image that is pretty apt, but also kind of (laughs) gross. And it's um, yep, quite a lot about croissants in the uh, almanac today at nomenu.com. Mm-hmm. But the deaf dining rule number 750, 
Buttering a good croissant is like spreading rendered ham fat on a slice <laughs> of bacon. That is the truth. Whoever wrote that down, that's uh, they, they missed the point of bacon to begin with. Well, I'm, cu- I'm curious as to what that bacon uh, that was out on the charcuterie table was last night. It just says charcuterie. But it doesn't specifically say what I saw a little bit of that, but I didn't see much of it. There was uh, that Italian uh, ham that is uh, not smoked, not uh, cured, just there. It's not capicola, is it? Capicola, no, it's different. Yeah. There was... I'm I'm trying to think of some of those names of those things. They weren't weren't identified, which I kind of wish they had been. Anyway, you have another old kitchen sage says, always keep lard in the back of your mind when baking or frying. It's not good for you to eat often, but it sure is good once in a while. I think it's actually better than something like Crisco. Anything would be better than that. Just, well, uh, but you do need you do need something that's a fat substance in order to make things like, like biscuits? biscuits and such. So yeah, I st- we started out Mary Lee and I started out with with making biscuits using Crisco, and then I started learning about Crisco, and I have shifted off onto butter, which uh, it was cheating a little bit. But boy, are those things good! If if you've ever seen my recipes for uh, for Buttermilk uh, biscuits, try them. Mi- maximum four biscuits per run. Yeah, those are good biscuits. Anyway, today there is an interesting thing. The world's uh, that was passed back in the 1500s, the world's first pure food law, and perhaps the first law ever to protect the rights of consumers. Was it Germans? Yes, the Germans in Bavarian. In, they are very uh, much in uh, in love with that idea. Yes, it was Reinheitsgebot, decreed by Duke Wilhelm the Fourth of Bavaria on this date in 1516, and it required that beer be made of only three ingredients: malted barley, hops, and water. Later yeast which naturally occurs on grain, was also allowed. Many microbrewers, including the Crescent City Brew House, still follow that law. I would imagine that a lot of microbreweries that have cropped up oh, sure. since the Crescent City Brew House, which was what, back in the 80s again? Maybe the early 90s, Crescent City Brew House? Those are actual Germans who mm-hmm. run that. Anyway, um, since that time, the the craft brewery world has, well, in my opinion, spun out of control, but but uh, keeps proliferating, let's say. And I would imagine that they would find something like that sort of a cool thing, and I don't know what is in any of those beers, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they also follow that rule that I just mentioned that I had trouble enough pronouncing the first time, but I'm going to have another go at it. Reinheitsgebot, <laughs> which is Rein a pure... Hutzgebot. Yes, which is a pure food rule 
That comes from Bavaria, mm. circa 1514. My, my. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. And we'll be back after that if you'd like to talk to us. We have just 10 minutes left of the program. The phone number is 260-6368. Thank you. We'll be back with more of the food show. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Tom Fitzmorris. We're still here on the air. We're incredibly. coming to the incredibly, <laughs> uh, and we are uh, just have a few more minutes left to go before today's program comes to a screaming halt or whatever that is or who's screaming anyway. A whimper. A Today whimper. I think it would come to a whimper. That's someone who wimps. You know what? I'm going to read something from your almanac. This, right. unless we have a caller, which I am sure we no, don't. No, fire, fire away. I was watching the Muttley cartoon <clears throat> at the break, and yeah. that is one funny dog, I have to say. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you have a long thing about croissants in here, some of which is really interesting. Hmm. Today in 1649, England... Oh, wait, no, that's wrong. That's that's about Oliver Cromwell. Today is National Croissant Day. Good croissants are difficult to make at home and just as hard to find in stores. Both of the little bakeries where I was getting excellent ones have perished. The exterior of a great croissant has a crust that flakes off in big curved pieces. The interior should be yeasty, buttery, and vaguely fibrous, and it should be at room temperature, the last vestiges of heat from the oven just coming off. While the plain croissant is by far the most popular, there's a certain amount of interest in croissants filled with almonds and almond paste or chocolate. Some are baked with ham and cheese inside, and sandwiches are made of croissants, too. None of these strike my palate as improvements, although the almond version comes close. There's a bit of anti-Islamic lore surrounding the invention of the croissant, but it doesn't appear to be true. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because uh, I've heard that for years and years about how they're being a... Uh, the crescent. It's, it's a fascinating story, though. It is, it is a fascinating story, but it's not uh, It's not true. The story takes place in several different places, notably Vienna and Tours. But it's always the same story, that the people of the city celebrated the defeat of the Muslim invaders, I guess in the Crusades, by baking a pastry in the shape of a crescent. If that were true, why do we not make cakes with hammers and sickles on right. them when the USSR fell? <laughs> in fact, nobody's quite sure, but how long yeah. the croissant has been made. It seems to be a relatively recent creation inspired by the bakers of Austria. But even that isn't certain. We can talk about it over croissant and a coffee. And then, of course, you have the best croissants come from La Boulangerie, Maurice's French Bakery, the Windsor Court Grill Room, and High Dew Bakery. Uh, High Dew is on the West Bank, huh? I guess it's another Vietnamese one. Mm. I think Chez Pierre has a good There's croissant, There's plenty of too. them over there, that's for sure. Chez yeah. Pierre has a good croissant, too. Anyway, since we have a little bit of time left, I will also read another thing from the online. Wait, wait, before you do, did you, uh, did you give me one to uh, talk on the air? <clears throat> um, oh, we George? have George. Okay. George, can we get to George first? before yeah, sure, we? Of okay, great. Uh, George, well, welcome to the food show. How are you doing, George... Tom and Marianne? Hi, I'm fine. Yeah. Marianne is also. Y'all sound George. fine. Um, want to talk about Copeland's. Have y'all ever had a hamburger from Copeland's? Wait a second. Is this George the super interesting caller? Because I'm going to be mad at you for calling five minutes before the end of the show. <laughs> I could call back tomorrow. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, let's let's do a little bit today, and I want you to call tomorrow because uh, you are a most interesting caller. So what did you call about today? Hamburgers at Copeland's. Oh, with the croissant? They're on the croissant. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think uh-huh. about it? I used to like it. What about well, you? you? Know, when I, used to, I used to love them 31 years ago. I haven't had one in a while. But we, what we used to do is get good quality meat, make make a 10-ounce patty, and then uh, put it on a flat grill. But the mayonnaise, we used to mix the mayonnaise with the fat of a, a prime rib. And that oh, really? Good. That would work. That would be pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, what did it, it, well, it when it got good. cold, what did it? What sort of consistency did it have? Well, you had oh, to kind no. of just fix it up again. We used to do little small portions at a time. I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. George, and you so, are sure good for some interesting stuff. I got to tell you. Mm. Fascinating. I'm sorry, every time I call, I talk about Copeland. I know, but 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 you know what? <laughs> what I love about it. Copeland's is a major player in the culinary yeah. scene in New Orleans. And it is. you have it's always packed. You at least the one have I go to. an insider's view to share, which makes it absolutely riveting for the rest of us who don't have that perspective. So Well you here, have, have a perspective. You have it's an so. open ended yeah. invitation to call as often as you'd like. And to reveal whatever okay. secrets about Copeland's you want. <laughs> ain't too many, ain't too many left. But Chuck, uh, do you remember August Glass Garden right off? Uh, I, I, I remember it very well. It was a place where it looked like. I think it's still there, isn't it? I don't. Not the one by the, not the one by the interstate, but the, but they're out in um Near fa- in Harahan now. Oh no, I don't know but about that. One, oh no, that's the, the same Paul guy, but it's not the same. Road. No, it's not the Glass Garden. No. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I used to work there, and I thought that uh, the turtle soup and their filet mignon was great. Do you remember yeah, having it, those? It real, I, I had. The last time I was there, which was about a, a month ago, uh, you're absolutely right about that. But I'm talking right? about the old one by the service road and cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, happened yeah, to that uh, building? Was uh, it torn down? No, it's still there and full all the time. They do no, huge it's, business. No, what, what is was Think, What's there? I think they turned it into a hotel. Oh yeah, that's right. Like that's right. Yeah. Or something like that. I think it yeah. tore it down and it started to again. Yeah. But look, it's still okay, nice George. To y'all. I have to call back. Hi. Love the conversation. You have so many good things about you, but there's no one else with a similar name. So when we hear George, we're going to know it's you right yeah, away. There we go. We're going to get some interesting <laughs> tidbits. So thank you for calling and call again, please. All right. No, all right. Y'all have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. See ya. Two six, oh, I'm not even going to say 260 because we're done for the day. Yeah. Copeland's made their own mayonnaise using beef fat. That's really fascinating. I could see where that would be mayonnaise? actually really good. Are you sure? <laughs> that's what he just said. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. All right that's we're it done. for us for this evening. We'll be back tomorrow and hope you will be too. You're listening to WWL are. 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.